Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with the esteemed Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's up? Just back to do another podcast with you, buddy. It's my uh, it's my passion to join you here. Um, for those of us that are watching the Facebook live stream through the Startup Hustle chat, welcome. Yeah, hello. So we're hoping for more than five people today, right? Yeah, I think we, yeah, I think <laughs> we're we, going to set a new record. We're still learning. We can probably <laughs> do a better job of letting people know when we're going to do it. So, well, Matt, um, here we are significantly into 2019, and it seems like a good time to discuss some of the top business trends for 2019. How do you feel about that? I think that sounds great. And I love the fact that this is episode number 82. I know 82. It seems like, yeah, I know it's a lot. Man. We're getting scientific here. Episode I, 82. I know. I know. And we, well, it is technically 82. That's pretty cool. I just can't believe people, we still do this. Yeah. So anyway, um, business is often about timing. Sometimes it's about trends. Um, oftentimes doing things at the right time. Um, following trends isn't always a bad thing. Uh, it can also give you an indicator about where you stand in the timeline of business. I think we just were talking about this recently. Like, is this a good time to come in? Am I too late? Am I too early? Or you don't always want to be first to market. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely don't want to be last. Like being the first guy who ever sold barbecue in Kansas city is way harder than doing it now when everybody loves barbecue and they're looking for it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but if there's a big market for barbecue, you still might be able to get a piece of it. Yep. So anyway, well, let's dive right in. Do you want to go first or would you like me to? Let's do it. So number one, we have on our list here, consumers will demand more control over their data. That's been a hot topic lately. You know, I downloaded all of my data from Facebook the other day. Yeah. But there's what? a way to do that. What did you find? Were you shocked? I was trying to download all my photos. Oh, wow. I downloaded it. it you go in and you request it, and then you have to go back like a few hours later. You download the giant file, and I took all of my photos that were on Facebook, and I uploaded them to uh, Google Photos. Wow. That way I would have like a backup copy of them. What other stuff did it give you? I mean, did it have all your chat history and yeah. stuff like yep. that? All your chats, if you haven't deleted your, your Facebook Messenger chats. Wow. They're all in there, um, all your posts, everything. Like, yeah, all of it's in there. So it's been a hot topic because, you know, the the uh, the aggregate data that we create as users of anything is apparently the more profitable part of a lot of businesses. And I don't honestly, man, I don't even get it. Like, I don't even know what half these people are doing with our data. I think a lot of it's based around trying to target us for the right kind of ads and marketing. Well, in some ways, it wouldn't bother me, right? Like, I'd, I'd love to watch TV and not see an ad for Viagra. Yeah. I no, don't fit the yeah. demographic. You don't. I'm 37. Okay. I don't think I fit the demographic. Well, that's good. Right? So if I could see an ad that's more relevant, that'd be great. Like it wouldn't bother me. Well, your Facebook feed and some of those other things do that, but television does not. No. Yeah. So in some ways that stuff doesn't bother me, but the, you also have these companies like all the cell phone companies and stuff that potentially know our location. They know yeah. exactly where we're at. Yeah. They know our phone number. Right. They know our email address. They they know our ad. They know all, everything about us. I think the hot part is that's creepy. Is, you know, like 
having them do that without your knowledge right. and, and what are they doing with that and what is that used for and is that used for good or for evil? So, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a trend and, you know, not only uh, our crack team of research scientists here at Startup Hustle, we're talking about here, we actually have professional show notes. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed. I know, we've leveled up. This is like way, we, we do actually have a list of notes and as if this were prepared for more than five minutes in advance, which is a level up for us. Episode 82. I know. It only took us 81 yeah. prior episodes to yeah, get yeah. that straight. But yeah, talking about a lot of U.S. states passing data privacy laws and tightening breach notification statutes. And, you know, I mean, that's been a big thing, not only with, you know, credit card data, but also your own personal data. So. Well, and so at Stackify, we have to deal with the GDPR, which is for the EU, similar kind of stuff. Like we have to provide all this reporting around how we collect data, what data we collect, yeah. who we send the data to, like all the third-party businesses, services we use. And we have to be able to provide all this reporting. We have to be able to delete the data. So if somebody comes to us and says, I'm Matt Corsi, here's my email address, remove anywhere in any of your data you've ever had my name, we have to be able to do that. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a huge pain in the ass. You know, the thing is, is that data is out there in so many different places. You know, like there's platforms like Instant Checkmate that just aggregate publicly yeah. known data and will show you in a report. And it's very easy to get. I mean, if I wanted to know your email address, I wouldn't have to hack into someone's server to figure it out. No, but, probably not. Okay. So next, um, alternative lending will continue to grow. Well, that has been a big thing already. Um, not only alternative lending, but alternative forms of currency. Yeah. You know, we've talked about, you know, crypto and just different stuff like that. But, you know, the traditional way of banking is, especially when it comes to businesses and other things, are is is a little broken. Do you agree? It is. And we're so we're potentially starting to see where more individuals are doing the funding instead of banks. Right. Yeah. And so that's what some of these platforms do. Uh, one that caught my eye, this is like maybe five years ago, was Lending Club. Because Lending Club mm -hmm. got like hundreds of millions of dollars of investment, I think, from Google. And that's a, the, like micro lending where I can decide to come in and like as a part of a pool, right? Like you're saying, hey, I'm trying as to get $100,000 for my business. And then once a, gr a crowd of funders comes in. Well, this was, I think, more traditional. Like, I need to refinance my debt or yeah. buy a car or whatever. Right. It was more, it's kind of more traditional uses. Yeah. Uh, I remember looking at but that. Then the they, they would even credit rate you and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And then, so I invest, actually invested money in it. Uh, you, I bought notes. So I can buy like $25 for all these little loans or whatever. Um, and so, like, I'm an investor in other people's loans. Right. And I get like a six to 8% return or something like that. And I think some of this too is also related to uh, alternate types of lending and, and raising capital. Yeah. You know, just different forms of, you know, it's uh, for a lot of businesses that are trying to go, grow, trying to gain the needed capital to even fund your operation. So you have things like WeFunder and different yeah. things like that that yeah. are for startups to grow funding and GoFundMe. Like there's all these things now, right? Well, the next item on the list, I think we both have a lot of familiarity with. Do you want to go ahead and take that? Subscription services will continue to skyrocket. Wow. Well, that's probably good for us because we own some different uh, subscription I mean, as a service software companies. Not only software ones, but physical ones, right? Like, yeah. Uh, we get, at, at my house, we get Keto Crate okay. because we're on the keto diet. So we get the Keto Crate. 
and some of the things in our, our notes here are even just talking about BarkBox. And, you know, when I had dogs, that was, um, that was something we subscribed to, which was always kind of cool. Cause you know, here your monthly box comes and it had some toys and yeah. different stuff for the dogs. And, and, you know, now that kind of stuff is, is great. Um, it, it's actually good for product business too, because you have a much more, uh, you have, it, it, it helps you manage your own product inventory too. You know, you know, you know, you got to send it out and in some ways it can help you reduce your black tag inventory. Meaning like if you're a company that has, you know, we'll use BarkBox, I guarantee you they are pursuing companies that have had some inventory sitting around for a while. Yeah. And want to want to alleviate their right. their stress of sitting on it, and that's a good way to do it. So it's a win win for for both types of businesses. Now, um, can, I we, mean, can we plug another Kansas City company that does this? Yeah, fast? I believe it's called Vino. Okay, and um, theirs is for wine. So they send you a, a bottle of wine and some other things to go with your wine. Okay, it's a, a similar sort of uh, it's like the, the wine of the month club. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but same thing, like they could go to a winery and say, Hey, you got all this wine, you need to liquidate it. We'll buy it up and we'll send it to our members. Well, I mean, the one company that's probably leading the charge is Amazon though. Yeah. Like, just being able to subscribe to certain things now. Well, I subscribe to like diapers and baby wipes. I did on some things too. I actually just went through this last week and canceled a bunch of subscriptions because I was, I realized I was building a surplus <laughs> yeah. of like vitamins yeah. and certain things. You need that baby I, wipes. I got you. Yeah. I, I might come and take you up on that. So, well, once again, um, why don't you take number four here? Cause this is related to some other things that we do. Yep. The tight labor market. Say uh, unemployment's at a historical low. Well, they have a, it's people that it, it is, but it's also about not being able. <laughs> the jobs that are there are more available jobs open than I think maybe ever, but they have the wrong kind of people to fill them. The people looking for jobs don't aren't necessarily also a good match. They're not skilled at yeah, those jobs. Yeah, depending on what we want to call skilled, Un unskilled but, workforce. Yeah, skilled. and we run into this at full scale. You know, our company full scale helps companies find software developers and build around their own team of experts. Yeah. And then, you know, we look at, you know, we're here in Kansas city. So we always use that as our, our benchmark, but there is a negative unemployment rate here. Right. So that means there's like 105 jobs for every hundred applicants and nobody hires all hundred applicants. So speaking of that, Stackify is hiring two software developers and three salespeople. If anybody wants a job. And, but that's a good example of about how certain companies, like we look at full scale and, and, you know, I mean, we're always really honest and transparent here. Uh, we're not sending people's jobs away. There aren't people to do the job, no, but no. as you've continued to build a blended team of experts, both here and, you know, here and also um, in the Philippines, it's helped your business grow locally. Yeah. I mean, even mm -hmm. at full scale, we've done like, shoot, we've added a bunch of people. We're yeah. talking about adding even more. And, yeah, you know, so with that, you know, tough problems require solutions that are a little more global these days. And uh, I think that that's pretty cool. So it's happened to global workforce. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're having, you know, I mean, globalization, they've been talking about that since the last time I went to school, which was a long time ago, people kept asking me, we, I spent, I watched nine basketball games in four days this last week uh, for the big 12 tournament. And people kept asking me if I went to KU and I was as in Kansas university. And I said, yes, amongst other places that I dropped out of. <laughs> so 
You went um, for one semester. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I went for one semester and I had a hell of a lot of fun. And my dad patted me on the back after and he said, so you just wasted a lot of my money. I think it's time for you to get a job and next see college. what that's like. No, I didn't go to the next college. I had to go get a job <laughs> after that or pay for it. So, All right. Number five, the importance of health and wellness benefits. I think the importance of just benefits in general is, is a hot topic. I mean, that's something that when we opened our office uh, in Cebu City, we wanted to be a little disruptive about was providing better um, benefits, better health and wellness benefits, but just little things um, like, you know, here on our list are things like chiropractic care, acupuncture, vision, dental, hearing services, just these little things. Um, Psychological counseling. That's for us. That's for the founders of the company. Oh, okay. Yeah. The scars, scar removal. Okay. But, you know, I think that, you know, the companies that we own together or the companies that we don't own together, we've always taken a mentality of trying to provide the best kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And that wasn't even related to as as singular as like health or wellness benefits, but also like other things like the equipment they use or the office Mm -hmm. that they're in. And it's a general like you can have the greatest health and wellness benefits, but if you work in this like windowless. Yeah. Wait, is that wait, where we work? Yeah, wait, That's wait, where wait, we work yeah, we right now. Shoot. Those. All right. Well, we'll move I, on. I like you had on here uh, workplace sponsored weight loss programs. Okay. That's probably a big well, movement. I was just out at a local Kansas City company that had the coolest office I've ever been in, Pro Athlete. And they actually have a wellness hall of fame, which I thought was really cool. So hmm. they had like certain people that may have lost a lot of weight, but they actually give an allotment every day to everybody that works there to utilize the, uh, to utilize things like, um, the, the many, many types of exercise facilities they have there. And man, that place was crazy. Hmm. 55,000 square feet. They have a basketball court. They have a batting cage. They sell baseball equipment, but they had like a pool and weight rooms and yeah. And a wellness hall of fame. Can I go work there? Yeah. I, well, I've been waiting for a callback. Okay. Good luck. Yeah. What are you going to do there? Uh, swim. I'm going to do anything. You're going to be a, prof- yeah, a swim, swimmer yeah, swim. It's because I'm sure they have a big swimming opening there. So <laughs> man, so many of these things are related to stuff that we do. And I didn't even create the set list. Uh, you want to roll into number six, yep. the rise of the remote worker. Wow. Now that could be remote anywhere, right? It could be anywhere in the U S or anywhere in the world. Remote right? is remote. So, yeah, that means remote. not at your office. So, you know, that's once again, what we we do it full scale. Um, and you know, like there's some limitations and challenges that can come with that. But I think that modern technology is really overcoming that. Don't well, you? there are some, there are some teams that are, uh, not teams or like companies that are only distributed that way. Now. Yeah. I mean, some well, Yahoo, that are Yahoo fairly... did that forever. Like Yahoo was like all people working from yeah. home and then they went and changed it. Right. It pr- maybe because their company turned into garbage, but they brought everyone back. And it's a great way to, expand the talent pool to find, find mm-hmm. people. It doesn't matter if it's marketing or sales or development or yeah. whatever it is. Right. Or, um, a girlfriend, boyfriend, like you gotta go, you gotta, you gotta look you gotta, outside your circle, right? You gotta expand your horizon. I think remote dating is a little, <laughs> a little more challenging. It's like and, a long distance relationship. Depending on what you're into, but you know, the, the rise of the remote worker is also, you know, de- okay. So I've worked from home uh, a lot in life. I've had a couple of jobs where I work from home and I don't believe everybody is suitable to do it No, to be successful. Um, because actually when you're at home, the, 
and now we're talking about the home remote worker as opposed to something like full scale where you know, if you hire our team, they're there in the office. They can still collaborate and work they with have each a work other. Environment that's that's a little teamwork. different. But when you're working from home, that's where the absolute peak of your distractions exist. Well, it takes a certain personality that can sit at home all day and do that, right? Like- well, I could be hyper productive there, but once I had kids, I it no longer became an option. But I enjoy coming to work and hanging out with my coworkers. I do too. And then there's not some- you, but well, the yeah, other one. I know. Do I work with you? Not I mean, really. We own a business together. You don't really work. You're like married to me. So Shit. yeah, good luck with that one, buddy. Yeah. All right. The next one is an emphasis on wearable technology. Um, well, we've run into this a lot and it's, uh, you know, it's something that is, you know, everything from the Apple watch to even the phone that you carry in your pocket. Um, you know, wearables in general are, are really, you know, taking a leap, leaps and bounds forward. And I love the medical benefits that can potentially occur. Like there are certain, you know, factors and things that something like your Apple watch, it, it may, may not right now pick up, but later will. And well, says your, your blood pressure has gone up. Your heart rate is skyrocketing. There could be a different problem here because I'm sensing that you're not working out. right. Well, now. so a few years ago, this would have been huge to me. I had a tachycardia, so I had a, a racing heart. Um, but it only happened like every two or three months. Okay. And so for a while I had to wear a heart monitor. Oh, wow. And so if I could have had like an Apple watch or something that always monitored my heart rate, that would have been huge to right. me back then. Um, luckily, I was wearing a, a heart monitor when I had one of my episodes and they recorded it. Otherwise, I, they never would have been able to record my, my uh, rapid heart rate. My heart would beat over 250 beats a minute. Wow. But it would only do it every three months. So how do you... How it's hard you, to capture how do you that, catch right? It when it does but if it. you can put it on your wrist and wear it every day, well, one of our former instead of putting you know big old things all over my chest and whatever and wearing that around. One of our former guests, uh, Brett Blackman at Health Splash, we should probably get him back in to get some updates. Yeah. But that was one of the things we were talking about trying to solve with blockchain technology was that even though you have a thousand different companies that are making wearable technology products, um, you uh, let me decline a call so we can continue our Facebook live. Yeah. Um, I guess that's a downside of doing that with my own phone. Yeah. Um, but when you talk, you know, one of the challenges they had was you have all these different companies that have, they have a vested interest in their own, uh, in their own success. So why is sharing that information or being compatible with each other worth it? Or even why do they even care? But, you know, Health Splash was building technology that put your health information in the blockchain. So all of your right. different wearable devices could grab that, put it back in and make it more of an open source kind of platform, which I thought was pretty cool. I think you'll see a lot more of that. I'm not sure if it'll end up in blockchain or through Health Splash or through something else. But yeah, well, we talked to somebody else that uh, that did that. Who? That did all the integrations to all the devices. He was on, on our show. I feel bad. I don't remember his name now. I don't either. Yeah. They had all the integrations with all the like different instruments in a hospital. If you can remember, and, uh, if you are one of those people that yeah. has listened to every episode of Startup Hustle, please use the Startup Hustle chat to point out how, uh, how inept terrible we are. are. Yeah. Remembering our own guests. You can take this next one because there's nothing about my own intelligence that's artificial. Artificial intelligence drives customer experience. What is AI? Uh, it's just pattern matching. Okay. So you just teach the computer that like 
you hold something up until it's red and you tell them hold something up until it's blue and you do it enough times it gets drained that it knows it's red or blue i mean i mean sort of that's the simplistic way of it right i think the definition of ai and machine learning is a little cloudy i mean technically like with gigabook we just integrated something or just built something in there that automatically puts your most popular service as being first in your list of selections if you're entering an item because you're clearly gonna is that ai yeah, sure. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I would market it that, sure. Yeah, it's, Technically, probably not. But so yeah, should, sure. we should say Gigabook and artificial. It's powered by AI. It's powered by yeah. AI. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but where is the, you know, when you talk about customer experience, I mean, how do you see that? Like some of the, the show notes we have here are, you know, you, companies uh, are embracing AI to perform repeatable, redundant tasks and to process large amounts of data, not to avoid human interaction, but to enrich it. For example, it would be Google Maps uses real-time customer data from our own phones. Now, is that back to the data privacy thing? They're watching us. They've been watching You know, that's how they show us, like, uh, traffic stuff on Google Maps, like if there's traffic or not. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, that's another, yeah that's another thing Gigabook did for a, 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 a custom build where we built in drive time uh, yeah drive time calculations yeah. so you could make sure that they the technicians weren't getting uh, an appointment within the window of them being able to get there so um you talk about being able to shorten the scheduling window for telecom telecommunication companies and allow municipalities to better deploy emergency responders and repair crews that's a good one i never even thought about that like which deployment of emergency people was closer that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Some of these things are all dependent on uh, just knowing the history, right? Like how many times do the police get called on what day of the year? That kind yeah. of stuff, right? So you use yeah. the, again, it's patterns. Well, you also talk you know, about like New Year's Eve, there's going to be a uh, uptick in uh, problems. You talk about, yeah, and that's another thing too, is I was reading. Some of those things are obvious. Well, I was reading an article, you talk about customer experience. Well, how about airlines with bookings? Mm-hmm. So they were taking their historic booking patterns and, you know, airlines have gotten a, a lot of bad press because they're like dragging people off of planes for different reasons. And it's because of their own uh, overbooking, but they were able to pair the destination up with popular events. And the one that they used was the national championship football game. So they were able to create correlations that people traveling to an actual event were way more likely to actually show up for the flight and not miss it. Mm. and not be late because it was it, it mattered it was important yeah. and they were like you know what i'm not going to miss this flight it's like, it's like when i'm going to cebu like i'm not missing this damn flight i'm sure. going across the world today but that would there's that but it would also be related to like you know hey uh if it's coming if the flight's coming from alabama mm-hmm. and alabama's playing in the national champion right. football oh, yeah, game sure. then the likelihood that they're gonna i wonder what that's like on the way back from vegas I feel like your 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 ability to be reliable on any trip home yeah. from Vegas is very. But there's dicey. a lot of misses there, yeah. Yeah, like a whole lot. And could it measure the level of depression? <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever noticed that when you fly to Vegas, there's like everyone's like on the way in, oh, everyone's yeah, yeah. like excited. super excited, yeah. and it's like a part, almost like a party vibe on the plane. But when you're departing Vegas, it's like tired, yeah, depressed, yes. maybe just like over the lack of enthusiasm is on a different level. So yeah, you're right. All right, you're up, buddy. All right. So the next trend is the gig economy. Side hustles? I can't believe it says uh, according to a recent survey by Bankrate, nearly forty percent of all Americans now have a side hustle. I mean, 
is that somewhat of a of a I mean I've always had a side hustle even before Uber and things. I've always like just been doing things. Yeah, I mean so, so that's probably I, part of that percentage. I, I mean is it like I'll come over and mow your lawn for like thirty bucks. I, that's actually that's my, that's my, my side. That hustle. That might be a better deal than what I'm getting right now. <laughs> that's a side hustle. You know, I didn't mow my own lawn last year, but I used to always have some of my best ideas when I was mowing my lawn. So I might go back. I was actually considering going back to mowing this year just to try to spark some innovation. Um, I think it's really cool though that that people can work kind of when they want to work and do the things they want to do and have that flexibility, right? Like. Well, I think 20 years ago, if you needed, like, I, that's what I love about stuff like Uber and Lyft is like, okay, I don't think if you have a car, I don't think you really have an excuse for ever truly being broke. Like if you have a car that Uber will let you be a driver for, you can go out and hustle up some dough. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to work. And that's that gig economy. And then there's a lot of other things too, that like, I don't know, man, there's a zillion different things that, that people do and can do. You even just look at like writing or I don't know, man, there's just so much. Mm -hmm. There's so much. Now, I think that some of this is, well, as, as our show notes indicate, talking about like a stay-at-home mom, maybe selling art on Etsy or a musician that teaches gigs or p lessons in between yeah, gigs. Now, some of this, though, is the gig economy is growing is in some places, it's probably a necessity for some people to make more money. Yeah, it's gotten to be very expensive to live in certain places. And well, I'm still waiting for you to show up on Bungie. I, I, well, I have been. So, so when I, I go I just, buy some stuff on Sunday, you'll come. I just help me bring it home. I just didn't want it. To, well, I would do that anyway. And I'll use Bungie to, uh, you know, order my truck to come deliver my. Stuff. How are you going to know it's going to be me that's going to get the queue? I don't know. I'm hoping it's you though. Do you want me to just wait by my phone, yeah. hoping that you're yeah, going to yeah. do it? Um, haven't you been encouraging me to get rid of my truck? Yeah, and because you just we have Bungie. Bungie. Yeah. Would it have given us a ride to the airport that one day? I just wouldn't have went. I mean, we didn't actually get on the flight anyways. I wonder if you could just use that like an Uber. Just be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, is Bungie cheaper than Uber? We should actually run that comparison. Yeah, it we might should be. I, I'm not really sure if. Uh, yeah. That's and, pretty funny. And then how would both of us have fit in the front if it wasn't a king cab? Yeah, good point. Could be a little bit. Yeah, it's I a think good plug that, for Bungie, who's a Kansas City company. That's yeah, B U N G I I. If you want to check it out, you need something delivered, Bungie. Yeah, yeah. and it, once again, a former guest. Yeah, yeah, they're doing well. They're in a whole bunch of cities now. Yeah, they're growing like a weed. I think it's cool. So if you need a side hustle, Bungie might be for you. Um, well, last on our list of ten is talking about green products, and man, does the world need that? Um, the problem know. with going green is it takes green. It does, but I think it's also coming back down to speed. Like I think some of this is is the is the is megacorp, you know, whoever you are, also embracing the fact that um well some of these things you just don't even get an option. Well, like I mean you do more so now than you did ten years ago. But I love it with like house cleaners now yeah. or more environmental friendly. The the big one recently is the straws. Yeah. Like we live in Kansas City. The chance of a straw making it to the ocean are about 0%. They're higher than you might think, man. But from being in the Philippines, yeah. the chance is high. Like yeah. there's just trash everywhere. Yeah. They don't clean up the trash. You know, I think you talk about the scale at which. And they're on the ocean. Right, right. But also you just think about the scale at which these one-time use products and these different things that, that we use. Um, oh, wait. We got a comment from Facebook Live. Taylor Monks. Uh, is commenting that uh seeing, seeing uber drivers making 50 60 grand a year 
and it's twice the national average. I bet that's not a side hustle. And that's a lot more than going to college, getting a four-year degree in some jobs. It can be. So it's not bad. You know, back to the green products as well, though, is like, I think that, you know, there's a much, a much broader use of the, yeah, there's more offerings, you know, like some of that has to be big companies throwing that out there. You talk about the scale at which certain things are offered and that, that are used like, all right, that little stick that they put in your coffee at Starbucks, yeah. like who the fuck needs that? Like, has that ever really like saved your life? And then how many cups of coffee do they serve every day? They can, they can at least make it. So you have to ask for it. That was one of the big things I noticed in California is you have to buy bags. It's 25 cents to get a bag at the store. Or like, a, not like a plastic bag? Yeah, any kind of plastic bag. Well, a lot of countries, I, I think it was Ireland, and uh, that just banned them. What I, what I liked about it, though, in California is I just wouldn't even use bags. I wouldn't be lazy. I would just carry yeah. shit to my car. Yeah. I, well, I do that a lot. A lot of times when I buy something, I'll just carry I refuse it. a bag. I just carry it out. I mean, I don't see the point in needing a bag to make it 10 feet. And I think some you know, other things, too, is – is I mean, just I think green products in general is is just a good idea. Um, I'm going to get you an electric pickup truck. They, going, see, well, green. that's a great example. That's not something that I can get. Yeah, it's, it's not offered. It's and, coming, and I would be down with that if I could. You know, and that's I mean that's uh, well, I mean I, that's why I bought a second car so I could get higher gas mileage. It's not very high. What in the car? Yeah, it's higher than the truck. <laughs> <laughs> gallons per mile yeah maybe maybe so <laughs> all right so out of these 10 i mean what's the what do you think is the most significant you want you i want think to it's do- the labor market because if if companies don't have talent they can't grow like stackify can't grow if we don't have the talent we need right i need to hire three salespeople. if i could hire three salespeople, i could sell some stuff and then i could hire more people yeah yeah so I, let's go i mean i think the i t- need talent well you look at, I was talking to someone, um, at the big 12 tournament that was talking about having listened to our podcast and they enjoyed, they were listening backwards. Uh-oh. So they started the most recent work back and they noticed that we had, had mentioned at full scale, how many employees we had Yeah, and you know, the big jumps, but that is fueled by a tight labor market. I mean, that's what's enabled, what enabled us to hire 165 people in the first, I've never had a even worked at a company, much less owned one or started one that added 165 people in year one. Technically we're not even through year one yet. I know, I know, which is even crazier. And you know, like hundred or more, I mean, yeah, we can get there. Um, okay. So, Oh, I'd say my next pick past that, the most significant, well, I think subscription services. I mean, I think that that's something that's so useful for so many things. We were just recently talking about not only for businesses, but as consumers, like the access to workflow automation tools and things that save you time, money. Uh, Since we've been plugging so many former guests, also look at at, uh, Blake Miller at Homebase talking about time arbitrage. And like their product being able to open the door for a maintenance guy rather than having them run a bunch of keys back and forth. And that kind of efficiency, like you just get, you get 20 of all the things that we can innovate and make more time is not on that list. So yeah. And, and then also, cause I'll take back to back picks cause that's the way the rules just became, I think the rise of remote worker, I think that makes a lot of sense. And which is all tight labor market. You have to, which is also somewhat of a green solution. Like we've had a couple of Stackify employees who have moved here. 
because we had to. We had one at full scale, moved from Indianapolis here. True. Started remote, came here. True. True. You got to pull talent from wherever you can find them. All right. You get one more pick. Well, you get another pick, then I'll take one and you get one final. And then some of them just didn't make the tournament since we're in the midst of March Madness. I like the wearable stuff. And if we want to plug another company, I think a great example of this is Shot Tracker, mm. who tracks uh, basketball, like when you shoot the ball and, the, and when you run and they have sensors around the court. And yeah. um, I've seen some examples of what they're able to do with that. Like cool. in video, like in video, yeah. you can be watching the game and they overlay on the screen, mm-hmm. like you know, where you shoot on the court and if you make, you know, what percentage of your, your shots you make and the stats, like right. all based on the wearable technology. That's that, actually, they actually, uh, really cool they actually stuff. grew past wearables in a lot of regards. Yeah. The sensors in the ball. Yeah. That's so uh, cool. Shout out to one of Kansas city's brightest founders and our friend Davion Ross that's doing right. a great job. Good job, Davion. And, you know, they were just on CBS and, and the Mountain West Conference they were. Uh, tournament. Yeah. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. You made a post on it on Facebook. This is uh, like, it's going to, it's like I mean, the best and the worst month of the year for shot surprise me so many things going on. A couple of years from now, like every NBA game, it'll be the de facto standard. Like, yeah. They're using shot tracker. Yeah. And he was talking. It's kind of like we have that yellow line on NFL games, right? Like, yeah. Well, you talk about certain things uh, having to change within the context of the rules. Like right now, they can't do that because the NBA's uh, collective bargaining agreement does not allow the players to wear or engage in the use of sensors. Which I, how did that ever end up in there? All right, is it my pick? They do it on soccer. They put it in their shoes and they track how much they run and everything. I'm going with green products. And actually, I want to elevate that to my number one because I think that if we don't fix some stuff, that it's going to be really a bad issue. Like, you know, like, I mean, I'm just saying like the green, the whole green thing. I mean, it's not about, it's not about choosing a, a political party and it's not about, you know, Hey, this is right or wrong. It's like, man, if we don't quit stacking up trash, like they finally started cleaning up that trash patch in the Pacific ocean, which is yeah. like the size of Texas. Like when I was scuba diving, in the Philippines last time I saw a piece of trash in the ocean and I was going to try and get it, but I didn't think I was going to be able to, but I was going to try and do my, you only piece. saw one. I saw one. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty good. Cause in some places it's really, 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 yeah. really bad. And I think that the green product in general, but like another thing too, is like throw your fucking trash in the trash can people like do a better job or like, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's always going to be a, a big thing. And, and, you know, I think that the problem with the green or whatever re- revolution is that as people get older, it starts to just become the next generation's problem, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, cause you're like, Oh, I'll be dead in 20 years or whatever. And, you know, it's just, I don't know, we got to do something about it. Or you get one more pick. I think the gig economy. I love that one. I, I love that people can, uh, you know, get additional part-time jobs and, and do different things and help them make a, a little more money. Right. Like, if you're a, a stay-at-home mom and you really only can work the hours your kids are at school, but your kids come home early from school, that makes it more difficult to have a job and you have to have daycare and all that stuff. Being able to have really flexible work schedules and do different things okay. is awesome. Yeah, I think that's – I love anything entrepreneurial. So we have a couple uh, Facebook Live questions to answer. Um, let's see. we got more. We may actually have some people pay attention this time. Um, Brandon Chats. He owns a couple things at sportsphotos.com. Yeah. Hey, Brandon, what's up? Um, they also do not allow bags in Puerto Rico stores. All right. But that's another good point. That's obviously an island nation. Yeah. And, uh, 
ends up in the trash can. And Taylor Monks wants to know what you think of the Model Y. I think it looks sexy. What is the Model Y? You know, the whole deal. They had the S, the 3, the X, and the Y. That was like Elon Musk's Voltron coming together. So what's the Y? Why is that different? It's uh, it's like the Model 3 that I have, but it's a SUV, so it's a little bigger. Ah. It's a small SUV. Okay. Yeah. When does that come out? Uh, at the end of 2020. Is it? Well, that's another thing, too. You just like, that's, I mean. That's, and then they're making a truck. I saw that. Next. It looks really cool. When's that next. coming out? I don't know. Probably 2020. Is Tesla an auto manufacturer or a battery maker? They make more batteries in Nevada than the rest of the world combined. That's my point. Which blows my mind. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. think that all that, I mean, there's so many, that's back to, is that, that's a green product, isn't it? I mean, there'll be some people that argue that the green manufacturing of the batteries is not green. And whatever. Uh, whatever. I mean, it's probably a lot better than shooting a bunch and of And they'll say, and... well, we get our electricity from coal, but then there's countries like Norway and stuff that are hundred percent renewable. Okay. Maybe the United States sucks because we use coal, but there are other countries that don't. Wow. So, well, whatever. I mean, it's, I don't know. You got to clean it up, people. Anyway, man, I'm out. All right. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.